Y'all heard? Hey, everybody. This is Y'all Heard. A podcast for me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips. And I'm for yet another month. (laughs) Now we're going by the month. I don't know. I just need something new to say. I was going to pitch switching today. What do you mean? So that you would have to come up with. And this is a show where two... You want to back up? Two little birds meet on a wire and they go, hey, hey, look at that person down there. Isn't that funny? Okay, next week (laughs) I will will switch. That was was horrendous. (laughs) But I kind of liked it. Okay, in other words, we tell you things. Excuse me, you didn't know you needed to know. Pete, tell me whatever you want. This week I got a new car. Oh, good for you. What'd you do with the other one? Sold it? Turned it in. Yeah, I traded it in. Mm, very nice. What'd you get? A, a 2020 Honda Civic? No. A 2020 something Fiesta? Is that a thing? <laughs> it is a thing. Ford Fiesta. Oh, I ended it up. Okay. I got a 2021. Whoa! <laughs> you must have the big bucks. Hyundai Tucson. Mm. Pete is the big bucks, guys. And regardless of any big bucks that I may or may not have had, I got the um, I got the car payment that I wanted. So feeling feeling good about that. Did you play some hardball? At one point, I played like maybe like little league. Ooh, <laughs> were you proud of yourself? You did a good job. I saved myself. I think $6 a month (laughs) (laughs) with my little league. (laughs) That adds up. Yes. $6 Um, a month for 60 months is money. (laughs) What am I, a mathematician? (laughs) What is it, like (laughs) $3,600? Or $360. Yeah, I I know it's one. If you know the answer to that math problem, call us at 570 pod (laughs) Um, How about you, Marissa? Marissa. I got you. You guys got to get on this and follow Riss Vandal on Instagram. (laughs) I know that video is so boring. But (laughs) I was excited because I didn't know this, okay? The same thing that I had learned that there's a whole subculture and all this stuff to learn about corsets. I didn't realize all there was to know about hula hoops. So let's say you're like, oh, I tried hula hooping when I was a kid. That's not the hula hoop that adults use. There's all these different tiers and sizes. So I started. Triple, triple X hula hoop. <laughs> Don't worry, this isn't, a, uh, this isn't an episode on hula hoop. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I started with a fitness hula hoop, which is two pounds, which you would think, like, that must be hard. But no, the weighted ones are easy. So I finally bought my first non-weighted one, which is for, like, dancing and tricks. And it was really hard to use. So I took a video and put it on my Instagram. (laughs) I did not choose that music, I assume you would know. (laughs) I said, Aaron, film me. And then he put that on, and I was like, it's fun. Um, Yeah, so hula hooping is is my big quarantine thing. And I feel like I hate myself a little bit because I feel like I would make fun of people who hula hoop. And I told my I brother. I feel like you have. Make oh, fun of people who hula hoop. Yeah. I'm almost certain I have. 
But the thing is, I only got it to privately do exercise for my core. I wasn't like, I want to be a hooper. But then I was like, this gets old and boring. I kind of want to, like, do something more with it or else I'm not going to be able to keep up with it. So I'm like, let me make it harder and harder. Hooper So I'm becoming what I hate. Shut up. You like birds a lot. Just so you know. Guys, we were talking about how I got Pete a cameo from Todd Glass last time. Just to see... If it would affect the tone of the cameo at all, I said, make sure you include birds, because that's my friend's dumb new hobby now. <laughs> <laughs> but strangely enough, he does have that uh, bit about birds. Oh, I don't know that. His uh, bit, why would a bird choose to live in the city? Like, they have wings, they can fly anywhere, why would they choose to live in a crappy neighborhood? <laughs> why? No, he just kind of goes on that for oh, a little while. But, yeah, what, it's not a punchline, I forget. No, yeah. <laughs> okay, so give me an icebreaker. Oh, hashtag, I'm sorry. Hashtag women who hoop. <laughs> Shut up! That's a WNBA hashtag. <laughs> okay, let me see. I want to hashtag... Guys, you can help me too. I want to hashtag that somehow ties in hooping... Possibly women, but also that I'm Hispanic. Because Boricua elegance isn't enough. Now I need one with hooping. <laughs> but even, I'll put it on pictures where I'm not hooping at all. Because it's a lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to put a picture of me and just put hashtag women who hoop. Icebreaker. I've got a couple of ideas for icebreakers for you. Uh, I teach engineering and um, you know, I'm really interested in teaching people how to do product development. Um, so one thing is, what is a product that you've gotten that is something where you wouldn't have gotten it for yourself? Uh, it's, you know, like more expensive or heavier duty or whatever than you thought was really necessary. But now that you have it, you aren't turning back. Um, for me, it's AirPods because they like seem like a really fancy thing. I'm like, what's the deal with $20, $30 headphones? Why do these things need to be? But not having cords is like something that I, I didn't expect to be so important. And oh my gosh, it's like just really great. I'm never going back. Okay, so again, uh, when I edit these MP3s right out of the right out of the Google Voice app, it seems like it throws a little clicking in the background. So sorry oh. about that. <laughs> Okay, so do you have an answer? Well, so I just got a car. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, but that's... But just getting in that car and driving, I was like, oh, this is so much nicer than my other car. I'm so glad that I did this. Okay. <laughs> but okay. if I'm going to go before that, and I'm going to go a little bit, you know, smaller-ish of a purchase. Um, when I got my, my Samsung television, was a day that I was very proud that I treated myself... Okay, why? And my friend Marissa was at my side when I purchased that TV, and she probably doesn't remember it. No, I don't. <laughs> but I have never wanted for anything more out of this television. It what? has it has a highest res- the highest resolution that I can tell is high resolution. Yeah. Um, I pump my computer into it all the time. I roku on it all the time like you know it's just it's a thing that you know i needed a new tv and i think i normally would have gone cheaper but i was like no i'm gonna get this nice tv 
and then Marissa went to the bathroom, I think, or to go look at something else in Best Buy. Uh-huh. And by the time she came back, I had this big color-coded uh-huh. surge protector. <laughs> and she, I was like, the guy said, this is a really good surge protector. And she was like, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But I remember the guy was like, you know, I'm a volunteer fireman, and uh, surge protectors here go battle. <laughs> oh, my God. I miss shopping with guys. <laughs> okay, that's a good answer. How about you, Marissa? I would say it's a toss-up between... So I have a cosmetic refrigerator next to my bed. <laughs> it's a small fridge that I can't fit all my cosmetics, but I put my expensive face creams or ones that... Ex- that the efficacy really depletes as it ages. And the thing is, I knew that you're supposed to put things in the fridge, so I used to put them in my food fridge, but then my expensive cream would smell like food, which is fucking (laughs) disgusting. So, I one, that's great, because I just realized how easy it is to not have to worry. Also, I can't control the heat in my house. So in the in the heart of summer, not the heart of summer, whatever, <laughs> in the Dead. midst of like, the hottest days of summer, my creams would be so overheated that I think they just like went bad. So that helped me a lot. But that's not as interesting as, guys, the commercials on podcasts are true. I now pay $45, maybe not a month, but I would say every other month, to get a shipment of Magic Spoon cereal. Yeah, it's good. Holy shit. I was so I wouldn't normally get it for myself. I made my brother give it to me for Christmas first because I was like forty five fucking dollars for four boxes of cereal, but I can't eat a lot of sugar, and I'm gluten free, so it's the closest I will ever get to eating Fruit Loops or Fruity Pebbles or Count Chocula or Reese's Puffs ever again. And if you miss sweet cereal, it's the best. So yep. That cereal is fucking expensive, but fuck is it good. And they're not a sponsor, but we are open to it. <laughs> yep. I'll even stop cursing. <laughs> I think it was Double Threat. But, like, when they started, I was like, I want to support this show. And they had an ad for it. And I was like, I'm going to buy this because I like cereal and I like this podcast. Yeah. And then I ate it and that was it. <laughs> you didn't like it that much? No, I did. You didn't need to buy it again? No. I never will eat another cereal again except for Rice Chet. Ever again. I have five boxes of Magic Spoon cereal right now. And I have a box in my boyfriend's house, so I never need to eat his (laughs) cereal. And two boxes in my parents' house, so I never need to eat their cereal. I'm going to gift it to you soon, too, if I ever visit you. (laughs) Anyway. What do I have? Oh, I have facial cleanser, right? Oh, do you? Marissa visits me like once a year and she was like, I'm going to leave this facial cleanser here so I don't have to buy it next time. Yeah, guys. I won't just use someone's... I won't use soap. I won't wash my face with soap. I'm not saying that's what you offered. I don't know what you offered. Nothing. But I didn't offer you anything. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, go ahead. Speaking of... Going ahead. Are you doing a topic that you asked me about earlier? No. Speaking of bad offers, today, I decided to talk about 
Jeremy Lin. Isn't he in the in the not as well paid like inferior NBA? For those of you who don't know, Jeremy Lin is the first American of Chinese or Taiwanese descent to play in the NBA. And yes, he is in currently in the G League. But not the first Asian, just Chinese Taiwanese. The first American of Chinese or Taiwanese descent to play in the NBA. I didn't get. I didn't dig into that. I thought oh, I, it felt racist to look up who's the first Asian I, basketball player. But China has its own league. I think Japan has a league. So yeah, didn't he used to play in the Chinese league for Ducks or something? Some we will get to that. Okay, but, okay. but I'm going to bore you to death with some other stuff first. Uh, Jeremy Lin was born to Taiwanese parents in 1988. Uh, his parents taught him basketball at the local YMCA, and then they played a part in forming a national junior basketball program in Palo Alto, California. Are they basketball players? No. Also, I'm sorry, both of them? Like, his mom, too? Mm-hmm. That's fun. According to a 2012 New York Times article, his mother, Shirley, was criticized by her friends for letting Lynn play so much basketball. But um, she was like, I'm just going to let him play the game that he likes. Yeah, like, shut up. You fucking suck as my friend. What the fuck? Um, In his senior year of high school, he was the captain of his basketball team, which went 32-1. and and he was named First Team All-State and Northern, Cal- Northern California Division II Player of the Year. All right. So in high school, he was like, kicking ass. So. Wait, I'm sorry. I fucked up already. He was born in Taiwan or his parents were? His parents were. He, he was, was born, born in He was born in California. Okay, got mm-hmm. it. So now he's on to the, like, kind of big leagues because he's going to college. So, Mm -hmm. you guys know this stuff, right? Like March Madness and all that crap. Um, So, you would think that Jeremy Lin is going to be recruited by a bunch of colleges, but he is not. Because people are racist. Yeah. And many schools offered him a walk-on spot, meaning that he doesn't get a scholarship or anything like that. You just show up and you try to play basketball like everybody else at the school. And if you're good, you stay on the team. And if you're not, you get cut but you still don't get a scholarship right how is that a benefit for him at all only two schools promised him a spot on the team brown and harvard so you know oh, he's he's I mean, doing pretty good <laughs> yeah okay bad but i don't get it okay racism yeah that's definitely a thing and not many asians play basketball um i mean i'm sorry not many asians make it to uh professional basketball but I mean, don't they? Don't you see someone? Like, don't then they see how good he played? I don't understand how you can be racist. Yeah, so so he kill. sent DVDs uh, to coaches for schools that he wanted to play at, um, and then also like a couple of people came to see him play, but what like like one guy saw him on a day where you know like he was just okay. Oh, okay, okay. And then, but the Harvard coach uh, saw him, the first time he saw him, he was like, yeah, he seems like a fine basketball player, but I don't think, you know. And then the next time he saw him play, it was a more competitive team they were playing against, and he, you know, showed more determination and all that stuff. So he... So, like, I'm scholarship. (laughs) So the Harvard guy was, like, willing to, um, you know, give him a go. 
Okay. So he goes to Harvard, and, you know, he, we could all do a lot worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Marissa, so could Harvard, because by the time he was done, he was the first player in the history of the Ivy Leagues to score at least 1,450 points. I didn't know that. That's cool. Have 450 rebounds, 400 assists, and 200 steals. I'm sorry, why does nobody know that? Is it a big deal? I think it's because it's the Ivy Leagues and you're just like, oh, a bunch of smart people go there, not athletic people. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, so not necessarily these top, bas- top college basketball, just specifically yes. duty ba- teams. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. he left with all those accolades and a degree in economics. ESPN named him as one of the 12 most versatile college players oh, cool. in college basketball. So naturally, he's going to get drafted into the WNBA. I'm sorry, into the NBA. He's not going <laughs> to get drafted in the WNBA. I'm more used to saying WNBA. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's he's very likely to get drafted into the NBA, but he's not. He okay. has to work his way through the D League, and at that time, it was called the Developmental League. I didn't um, know. That. I didn't know that they had to work his way up in order to get it. And I just thought, wow, that sucks. Yeah, so now it's called the G League. Marissa, could you guess why they changed it from D League to G League? Because everyone thinks it's good, 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 great. Wait, what'd you say? I said good, 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 great. <laughs> no, because either D League makes you think like it's a D, like failing, like almost F, or because it reminds everyone of dicks. Actually, Gatorade decided to sponsor the whole entire league. No! <laughs> I hate it! That's so boring! It is. Can't this be the D-League sponsored by Gatorade? Who sponsored it before? Dickie's Pam? Nobody. Okay. <laughs> so, within a year, uh, Jeremy Lane is offered a spot by the Golden State Warriors. Now, you have to understand, this isn't today's Golden State Warriors, <laughs> which okay. have... A bunch of stars and are really good. And, I mean, they're not. They're doing okay this season. Last season, they kind of blew it. But um, he is welcome to the Bay Area with open arms because they have a large Asian American community. He mm-hmm. debuts with the Warriors on Asian Heritage Night, and oh. the Raptors also schedule Asian Heritage Night when he's in okay. Toronto. What? The NBA is Asian Heritage Night, or what? Teams. Is- no, wait, 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 wait. Okay. What? <laughs> now, Riz, I understand you're not really a sports goer, but, like, sometimes if you go to, like, a baseball game, uh, they'll be like, oh, it's, like, Latin American Heritage Month, a day at the at the stadium, and so... What? What does that mean? They sell nachos and... No, it's just, it's... <laughs> to be fair, they also do have, like, oh, it's Marvel Day, or it's, like... <laughs> Oh, okay. So it's just random days to make people to to be an incentive to go to different games. Yeah, it's kind of like a theme applied to the to the game, and um, oh. a lot of places will have like Italian American Heritage Night and. But see, so that's know. funny. Not really funny, but Italian Italy's a country. Mm-hmm. It's just not a country. That's true. It's true. I don't think Jerry Lynn himself doesn't embody. Chinese. Neither is, neither is Latin America, right? Yeah, that's true. So why does it have its own, huh? Anyway, continue. So, I don't know about you, but I'm slightly offended for him that he debuts on Asian Heritage yeah. Night. 
And then the Raptors schedule their Asian Heritage Night for when he just happens to be rolling through town with the Warriors. <laughs> I was thinking that in my mind, and I was like, am I overthinking this? But yes, I find that weird. So he is often relegated to the inactive list, or he gets sent back to the G League. Uh, Reno Bighorns. Wait, you um, get sent back to the G League in the midst of a season? Yeah. Like, you're not doing what? good enough. We're going to kick okay. you back to the G League so you can work on a few things, and we're going to bring somebody else in. That sort of thing. Wow, he does not get a break, man. So, oh, but the the distinction made is that each time he goes back to the G League, they do bring him back. Okay. So, more for baseball and minor leagues for me personally. Like, I would be like, oh, you know, that person is going back to the minors. And, like, the Yankees are a good one for up where I'm at. If the Yankees send somebody to the minors to like work out some problems, oftentimes the uh, Scranton Wilkesbury Rail Riders, uh, the attendance will go up because they know that somebody cool is coming to just spend oh, some time, yeah. you know, working out and, and figuring out the kinks and all that stuff. But here's the thing: so his first year, he works his way onto the Warriors and he spends some time in the NBA and then in the G League in the NBA. And then during the off season, he goes, what am I going to do to make myself better so that, you know, I can really get a spot here? So during the off season, he puts on a lot of muscle. He had 15 pounds of muscle. He had six feet or six feet. (laughs) I wrote six (laughs) feet. He had six inches to his jump. If he added six feet, that would be terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah. (laughs) He was constantly working to improve himself. He even played in the Chinese Basketball Association. Uh, but ultimately, on the very first day of summer camp, the Warriors let him go. What? Yeah. I don't think he was any better or worse than before. But you see, when it comes to, to stuff like this, there's a bunch of different reasons that somebody could get taken out of a team. And one of those reasons actually benefited him in 2011. The Knicks picked up Jeremy Lin just after Christmas. Okay. They wanted to acquire a person who made more money. Uh-huh. So they had to let some people go to free up the money. Okay. And then also, um, a- another sort of unfortunate thing that benefited him was their their one of their guards got hurt. So basically, they let some guards go so that they could get a, a better, more expensive player. And then the couple of guards that they did have, one of them got broken. So they need... Broken. <laughs> one of them <laughs> got hurt. So they needed some help. So he filled the role as a backup. Uh, but one night they did so bad. This happens in sports. Sometimes you do so bad, you're just like, ah, you know what, let everybody play. This is when I got to play in Little League. So <laughs> beginning um, February 4th, mm-hmm. that is when Lynn's sanity began. He was going okay. up, uh, uh, comp- up against accomplished point guards and doing really well. He was uh, also shooting, like, last-minute winning shots, and he was racking up points. Okay. He led the Knicks through a seven-game win streak, and the Miami Heat, with LeBron James and Dwayne Wade, focused their entire team defense on taking down Jeremy Lin. Wow. Cool. (laughs) And it worked. They didn't win that game. Uh, But for a guy who stumbled into this good fortune, just like right off the bench and kicking ass for like seven games straight, it was quite an honor to have these living legends um, focus solely on him. 
Yeah. On March 24th, he had some knee pain and uh, needed surgery, so he sat out the rest of the season. I often wondered what happened to Lynn Sanity, and that's what happened. He got injured, and he sat out. So for 26 games, the team went 16-10, and 10, which isn't that amazing, but it mm-hmm. is kind of cool to you know if you look at how they were doing before that. Uh, and yes, he wasn't uh, if he wasn't in a big market team like the New York Knicks, I don't think that people would have cared as much, but um, he did get picked up by the Knicks, and so, you know, like, Spike Lee was there cheering him on, that kind of stuff. <laughs> and that is a measure of a man. <laughs> so he has these knee problems, and um, the Knicks let him go. <laughs> Aww. Like, he was such a cultural phenomenon at this for this, like, I don't know, month and a half, two months. It just seems odd that they let him go. It's not like they had a ton of other people, you know, that were that were killing it. Oh, um, yeah, that's for sure. So then the Rockets signed him. Okay. Jeremy Lin is uh, trained as a point guard. And then okay. the, so then the Rockets signed him. But then the Rockets also signed James Harden. And so okay. it's like, well, Jeremy Lin's never going to get on the floor <laughs> if you have James Aww. Harden playing the same position as him. Yeah. Um, so then, you know, he did some time with the Lakers, with the Charlotte Hornets, the Nets, and the Hawks. Charlotte? Charlotte. Okay, continue. <laughs> then he found his way to the Raptors in 2019. I was so excited to see him on the bench. They expected that their backup point guard, Fred Van Fleet, would be hurt most of the season. Uh, but I also don't think that they expected Kyle Lowry, Lowry to have such a, an incredible season for the Raptors. So the Raptors, saw that coming. <laughs> Raptors won the championship that year, Marissa, as you may recall. No, I don't remember. This is when Kawhi Leonard was playing, and people were like, yeah, go Raptors. You were one of them? Okay. <laughs> what? I don't know. I don't if know. you go back into our uh, podcast catalog, you'll hear Marissa rooting for the Raptors. So the Raptors won the uh, NBA championship that year, and Jeremy Lin became, um, yeah, the first Asian American to win an NBA title. That's he awesome. played uh, 27 minutes in the playoffs, and he became the first East Asian American as well as the first Harvard graduate to play in an NBA finals. I mean, that's not exciting to me. <laughs> His contract with the Raptors ended. And, you know, like, you're a guy... You're a guy... I am. ...who just played on the championship team. And not a single person is reaching out to you to play for them. That's a shame, man. No one pursued him in the NBA. And he had an emotional confession on Christian Station Good TV in Taiwan about how he felt abandoned by the NBA. I mean, it sounds like it. But he did manage to pull a $3 million contract to play for the Beijing Ducks for the okay. uh, 2019-2020 season. Okay. But it's like, yeah, there are plenty of other sucky players that have that have teams. So, like, I'm not saying yeah. he's sucky, but I'm just saying I'm sure he's better than some people who have teams right now. Right. Uh, yeah, so that's a shame. Okay, continue. Then some pictures started to surface of him and Steph Curry. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, something... No, not scandalous. Jeremy Lin is actually... He was raised Christian, and he's very into his faith. And so... That doesn't mean he wouldn't be in a I understand, but but (laughs) he seems like a stand-up guy. Yeah, that's good. 
Um, so rumors started to float around that he might be coming back to the Warriors. Uh-huh. Um, and the Warriors had done pretty bad in the 1920 season because I believe Steph Curry was hurt for like most of the season. Mm-hmm. And so they did really, really bad. And it was like, well, come on. <laughs> like, like anybody's going to be helpful now. Yeah. So um, it just didn't happen, though. Uh, rosters are very tight in the Western Conference in basketball. And you got to like make room for people. And there's like contract stuff and all sorts of considerations but he did join the warriors g league affiliate in santa cruz the santa cruz warriors where he had a really great year so now he has been playing basketball for quite some time and now he's back in the g leagues how old is he now i don't know he was born in 1988 you do the math he is 33 so you know he's um he had a really great year with the uh, Santa Cruz Warriors, and he was making headlines and, and doing all that fun stuff. <laughs> Except he did have, like, one bad time in the G League, uh, and that was when another player called him coronavirus. Uh, in a game or out of a game? Not that I just want to, like, what? Give me context. I don't... So... Lynn, That's so lazy. That's such a lazy <laughs> insult. Lynn uh, elaborated during the racism virus in NBC News virtual town hall that discussed the rise in anti-Asian hate crimes. Quote, I wrestled with whether to talk about it, whether to bring it up and things like that. That's verbal and that's something that happened to me on the court. But I think what I'm trying to do is bring awareness to what is happening off the court to people, to the elderly, to important people that we love and in our community. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he, it, you know, like if it was in gameplay or something like that, you know. It doesn't make it better. I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not saying it was. I, I just feel like, was it like, he did the moment he said something so fucking horrible? Or was did he just straight up just go up to him and just like try and pick a fight outside of the game? It's just, I don't know, either way, it's a mess. But like, what the fuck? Did the guy get kicked out? One of the key things that I think you might disagree, Marissa, but one of the things that I think finds Jeremy Lin very principled is that he won't say who the player was. The NBA knows who the player is, and they are handling it internally, they say. Meaning Um, what? If he doesn't get penalized at all, they're not handling it. Jeremy Lin met with the player. Mm -hmm. Um... And that's kind of all I think there is out there about that. Jeremy Lin, we don't deserve him. <laughs> we don't even. That didn't. Mean, I didn't mean for that to rhyme. But <laughs> Lin also recalled how, uh, in one crucial college game, he played terribly and quote lost control after being called a slur repeatedly. That's when I realized uh, my assistant coach at the time, Kenny Blakeney. Um, he explained to me his experiences as an African-American trying to play at Duke and what that was like. For me, it just really challenged my perspective to see what people come in, to see that when people come in and they say those things, they are trying to get you out of your element. So it worked that game. Somebody kept calling him a slur, and it got in his head, and he played worse. Uh, how so can you not... How do these people not get kicked out of the game? What the fuck? Yeah, you just do it when nobody's looking. I guess. 
<laughs> anyway, during the entire COVID-19 pandemic, uh, Jeremy Lin ha- had become a voice calling out anti-Asian racism. Quote, the previous administration, Trump, uh, and the rhetoric that was being used, you can even hear in the audio recordings the cheers, the laughs when it was called the Kung Fu virus and everybody was cheering. I think there's just a lot of racially charged hatred right now and that we are seeing right now, sorry, that we are seeing and feeling. Asians okay. have always been projected as being others or outsiders. We're starting mm-hmm. to see a lot of these microaggressions turn into actual acts of violence, and it's really hard to watch. So I encourage people to watch those videos um, to see that this is actually happening. These are real stories and real lives. He goes on to say, we can't stop speaking out, we can't stop fighting, and we can't lose hope. If we lose hope, that's the end of it. That's that's good. He Again, we don't deserve him. So Jeremy Lin just keeps pushing. A lot of people might say to a 33-year-old who's still trying to get back into the NBA, just give it up. But, uh, but he is committed to the game. He has also got a new sponsorship with a company I can't remember the name of, and I am very sorry about that. But they are all, they, so he's got a line of shoes, I believe, with this company. It's not any of like, the major American brands of, of sneaker but he previously had a contract with Adidas for a few years. He had a Nike contract back in the day. So, you know, um, people, it's it's weird that some people recognize him as very likable and important and, and useful to the team. And then other people, you know, are just like, no, he's not. I don't know. It, I guess I guess that's competitive athletes or competitive athletics where it's like, oh, you're not the best. So just get out of here. But, True, but we know his name. There are so many athletes that are so shitty we don't even know their name. Like it's just like And I have to I, say it's one of the distinct one of the differences that I like about the WNBA. The WNBA mm-hmm. will keep around mediocre players who are very active in the community and very active for the sport and that sort of thing. And it I think it says a lot, you know, like this person has a valuable spot on the team. They're dependable. We always know what to expect from them. We can put them in and they might be great. They might be, you know, like they're going to give us, they're always going to give us what we expect from them. But Mm -hmm. all these other things are are also making them a much more attractive uh, part of the team. I mean, not to say the obvious, but I think that says a lot about the difference between men and women. Am I right? (laughs) Touche, Marissa. Hmm. Well, that's a shame. I hope, I hope somehow he gets back on... I mean, not somehow. I just wish people... I hope he gets back on the NBA. Because yeah. he's playing his ass off. And if not, I hope he goes back to China and makes mad money, man. There was some um, jealousy on the Knicks when he was... you know. But even that makes sense to me. Because it's like, I'm out here busting my ass every night. And this guy comes in and has a few hot games. And, and suddenly he's on the front of the New, you know, the New York Post or whatever. Um fucking deal with it so what you pussy you have a good bunch of good games <laughs> come on yeah so interesting story about a guy who you know you may remember Lynn Sanity um and go whatever happened to that guy or you may have never heard of him but cool guy yeah I, I definitely heard about it and then was like what the fuck happened to that so thank you for, for I did know he he went to China, but I wasn't. I I was surprised 
when I learned he came back, but he was in the G League, and I was like, wasn't he a good player? Yeah. So, like, yeah. Did he do really good in China? Or mediocre? He did He did well. Okay. I don't, did he like, champion? like, they list the, um, you know, like, his points and stuff like that, and they seem good in America, but I don't know if they're, like, stellar, you know, out okay. in, uh, in that league. Uh, they yeah. could be really good. Okay. But I would love to see how his stats stack up to other players in U.S. that aren't known to know whether he far surpasses some of those other, like, mediocre players that they keep on, and it's just them having a bias. Or and uh, in that Knicks season where he hurt his knee, he still has some, like, residual stuff uh, you know, some residual pain and, and discomfort from that. And so, you know, he's adjusted and tried to do other things, but that's what you got to do when something like that happens. So, Emily, I at least hope he has other things to give him purpose. I don't really know. There wasn't much about his personal life. It was more about um, guest appearance on a rap song. <laughs> what? What song? <laughs> Whose song? Um, where's my phone? I, it's on my. It's on the other machine, the other computer that I have. Pete, how do you feel? Do you like it better when we both see each other, or when only I look at you? <laughs> it's a, a, It's nice to be able to see you, Marissa. Yeah, guys. Usually we do a Skype call, and I turn off my video, but Pete keeps on. But this. <laughs> time. These are rap songs about him. Why is it so difficult to find this? Are there a lot of rap songs about him? I can't remember. I can't remember the rapper's name. Okay. All right, I'm going to give up on that. Okay. Anyway, that was, that was good. Thank you. That was an unexpected topic that I like. Also, I just want to quickly throw in, because I know you hated my topic last week, and <laughs> Dominic texted me today, ooh, <laughs> Long Island water and I was like yeah I love it and he was just like yeah you know New York and that area is known for having good bread and bagels is probably the water so you mm -hmm. see people care about water <laughs> yeah anyway. yeah shut up Pete <laughs> it's time for plugs you got any you want to plug some water no, I don't want to plug water. I just still want to plug... I almost did my Voss today to see if I could taste any difference from that in my tap water, but... <laughs> I want to plug... Uh, oh, maybe I'm going to order, like, artisanal mineral water when I get off. Um, I'm getting a raise, I think, soon, so maybe I'll blow all my money on that. Um, I want to, again, plug Apple TV's M. Night Shyamalan show... Servant, Servant, which just had his... I haven't his, watched the last two episodes, so no spoils. I'm okay. covering my ears and I have headphones. <laughs> no, there's no spoils. <laughs> but yeah, I just watched the, the finale of season two today. And my gosh, I just was like audibly gasping. I was, oh, show is so good, man. I would say it's one of my favorite shows of maybe hmm, at least 2021. I would say it goes head-to-head -head with Ted Lasso for 2020. But, um, oh, it's so suspenseful. It's so creepy. It's so unpredictable. It somehow made me 
want to bang Rupert Grint, which, like, that took a lot of work. Who ends up having an intimate scene. Yeah, with an underage girl? How old is she? Or is she 19? No, I think she's of age. Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah. This is dirty, but I, I... Okay, she's of age. That's not a bad idea. I want them to run away together. They definitely treat her like a bit of a child. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you might be right. Maybe she's, like, 19. Um... Yeah, I just it's it's fantastic. I would they say had, like um, they had an article that said like Stephen King is praising this streaming show uh, as one of the scariest things he's ever or you know creepiest things he's ever seen. And I clicked on it; and it was servant, and I was like, "Yeah, where the hell have you been, Stephen King?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say, I just want to stress like I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, I used to like M Night Shyamalan, but he really like is not bringing it these years." Guys, guys, let me take this one because I am a not M. Night Shyamalan stand. <laughs> okay. Uh, it is executive produced by M. Night Shyamalan. It is not written or created by M. Night Shyamalan, but oh, he, does, he does direct it. And the thing that I always loved about M. Night Shyamalan was his direction. The thing I didn't like was his bullshit writing. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> okay. and so this gives me the best part in my opinion, of M. Night Shyamalan. He also has his daughter directing a couple episodes, which is also interesting. Um, but yeah, without without twist endings and silly things like that, that used to drive me nuts. Can I just say, though, also, I just heard an interview with the, the main four characters, so Rupert Grant, the, you know, the husband and wife, and the girl. I did not know three of them are either British or Irish or Scott. They just have very strong accents, and I was like, wow. They are way better at American accents than Americans are at British accents. What do you mean, love? Like, <laughs> like I never want to know. <laughs> the husband has a, an impeccable, like, American accent. The only one that's not British is the redhead lady. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, guys, I cannot stress that you need to watch the show enough. I know no one wants to buy Apple TV, but I will say I got a year free just from having a new iPhone. So, like. If you have a new Apple product, see if you get a, a year free. But okay. I heard that Apple TV is doing really bad. I would and imagine. That, and that you can get, like, if you call somebody or something like that, like, somebody got a new phone, their year ran out, and then they called and they were like, I want to cancel this because I don't want it. Like, I can't afford it for another year. And they were like, we're just going to renew you for another year. No. <laughs> because then on paper they have x number of subscribers yeah. it's not necessarily x number of paying subscribers that they're looking for because <laughs> they just i mean the the unique program the the what's the word the the apple tv exclusive programming is fucking fantastic but there's just not enough programming on it because morning show is theirs um ted lasso and this fucking phenomenal shows but like I wouldn't buy a subscription service for, like, and those have never been on at the same time. So mm-hmm. it's like one show that's really good. Yeah, in the per- month. yeah, yeah. Like, like, yeah. So I mean, they just gotta update, update game. Okay, you. Um, if you are looking to donate money to help uh, Asian American <laughs> Pacific Islanders, um, Red Canary Song is an organization now. I don't know how you personally might feel about, but like if you are concerned about the shooting that took place, um, this is a good organization to give to 
Okay. Some people might be like, well, those people were doing questionable things and like, you know, but this is um, apparently there are many, many, many places in the world who operate Asian massage parlors, I guess. And, um, and there's a lot of stuff going on in some of these things where, you know, uh, whether it's, I don't want to say explicitly like human trafficking the way you might think of it but you know bringing someone into the country and then saying well this is what you have to do to sort of like work off your you know there's a lot of different stuff happening out there and this organization didn't just you know spring up last week because of something they've been at it for uh, a few years now and they seem like a pretty reputable source uh so that's worth checking out that's what i would plug if you're interested in today's topic and the goings-on in the terrible world out there. <laughs> I, I think it's a good thing to bring up. I will say in the Instagram age, I find when something happens, there's so much performative allyship and suggestions to do things that I'm like, does that do anything? What is that? So thank you for something good and actionable. You got it. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Stay safe. Stay informed. Call me. Not me. No, don't. Don't call me. Hey, we've been getting a lot of calls. We've been getting a lot of calls from the car car dealership. (laughs) Because I wanted to get a quote from my trade-in. And I gave them the the podcast number. So they keep calling and it keeps going. Thanks for calling. Y'all hurt. And they leave a message anyway. (laughs) I'm so glad we don't share that number. <laughs> uh, call us at 570-PADWAD1. We won't pick up the phone. It's straight to voicemail. Slide into my DMs at wristvandal. Um, yallheard.me for our website. And, yeah, have a good week. Bye. 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 Bye.